Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 297, recorded live on Sunday, March 3rd, 2013. And here are your hosts, the man who's going to be in charge of this search, Dave Pillay. Hey! And the man who's reporting to our listeners just joining us that the hunt for Dave's D&D character has now reached day seven. <laughs> hey, Brendan said he was making changes to his character, too. I know, but at least he's given me something. Your character is lost in the frickin' woods. Mm. Seven days, no water, no food. Where is he? You could just start the campaign, and then my character is, like, that. that's actually part of the campaign, is finding Dave's character. No, no, it's not. Okay. That was my thinking noise. Hold on. Your thinking noise? Yes. Do, 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 do. It could work, but I'd rather actually freaking have your character in hand before I do it. Okay. Tell you what, when we finish recording, I'll... Oh, no, I, I can't. That's right. I was going to work on it this weekend, actually. And? It's on my work computer. <laughs> I don't think I put it in Dropbox. I might have. I can check Dropbox. Maybe it's there. If it's there, I'll work on it. <laughs> your character is on your work computer. Oh, hey, it's also in my Dropbox. <laughs> Sparn. Sparn? Pretty sure Sparn was the character I was working on. Such a silly name. Isn't it? <laughs> Granted, my guy's named Herc. Herc? Herc. Herc. It sounded orcish. Wasn't, didn't you have another character similarly named? No. No? Okay. The only character I had that was oddly named was Teal'c. Right. Because you stole it from Stargate. Yeah. I couldn't think of anything, and I was like, hey, I was on a Stargate fix. Why not? Wait, Herc Far Cry 3. Is there a Herc in Far Cry? Oh, goodness. Herc is actually the name of a character in Far Cry 3. Well done. It's not my fault. NPC. Okay. Well, you're not supposed to work on it right now. Oh, well, you should have told me that. (laughs) Right, I have to pick a deity in a domain. That was what I was stuck on. I also needed to figure out how I wanted to actually roleplay this character. Okay. What feats did I give him? Okay, well, this will be interesting. I'll go back over this later. Thanks for, you know... The character is found. (laughs) Yay! Now we just need to get him to civilization. Yes. He has to go through the woods. How's your weekend been, Andy? Good. Had cool. to work yesterday. Oh. It was only a half day, though. I got okay. stuck in a driveway, though. Stuck in a driveway? Oh, you guys got a lot of snow last week, didn't you? It wasn't as bad as it was on the east side of the state. Nobody lost power over here. Yeah. We but, didn't get hit nearly as hard as you guys did, but in the last week, we've had three snowfalls of three to five inches. I wonder what... There's got to be some place that keeps track of monthly snowfall totals. Probably Noah. Monthly snowfall data. It's going to be averages. There's records and... Monthly precipitation data by city, maybe? No, it's averages. Well, this is not helpful at all. Nope. Oh yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was it's the fact that it was warm and cold 
It was above freezing and below freezing that was the problem. It, so. it was warm and it was cold. I, I went forwards from that statement to explain it better. Yes, but the fact that you had to explain, never mind. It was above freezing during the day, so the snow would melt, and then it was below freezing at night, so all that melted snow would turn into ice. Yes. That's what the problem was. Yes. It wasn't the amount of the snow. When it actually snowed, it was not bad, because the snow would go on top of the ice, and you could actually get some traction. But when you're on the ice by yourself, then you have an issue, which is kind of funny. Getting stuck was actually not the strangest thing that happened to me yesterday. I almost hit a couch that was sitting in the middle of the road. A couch. It was more of a love seat, but it was brown. It was leather. It was sitting there in the middle of the road. I'm on a back road. It's icy. I, I try to stop to not hit the couch, and the, 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 the whole postal van does a 180 on the icy road. Wow. Yeah. And I had to get out and move the couch. And then later, I got stuck. It was a weird day. But I'm here now, and I hopefully don't have to work until Friday. So means I can actually do the things that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Before getting dragged into a week of work. So, how was your weekend? Uh, It's been pretty fun. I went out yesterday and played that Saturday, and it was 23 degrees outside, but it was sunny and there was no wind, so if you stayed in one spot, you actually got really warm. Uh, And I played Ingress for like three hours in downtown. I find it humorous that you're like, ah, let's go outside, it's only 23 degrees out. You know, after this winter, 23 degrees really doesn't seem so bad. Oh, you're so silly. It's been really cold, Andy. Really, really, really cold. You're talking to the person who's been out delivering the mail the previous week. Yes. Outside. Yes. In the cold. Yes. It's been really cold. I know. That's that's not news. <laughs> Should we actually get to the actual news? Sure, we can talk about actual news. <laughs> so what's your po- the, your post on here? Yeah, so great news for Dave. Uh, this is just a, kind of an update on Dave's ongoing condition of gluten intolerance, and it's uh, different research paths right now about making it so that's not a problem. Really? Yep. And so it's just really cool, and I wanted to put it up there. So it's it's the possible research paths, and probably in the next 10 to 15 years, they'll have something. So it's like it'd be like the pills that people can take for lactose intolerance? That's one possible path, yeah, that it would pre-digest the gluten before it hits the system. Huh. Detoxify wheat flour? Oh, that would be interesting. Because yep. isn't that one of the major problems is that you can't really replace... Yeah, I mean flour in the, most things. The gluten, it's not even the flour, it's just the gluten. Yeah. It is entirely the gluten. That is the main component of I mean flour. The, you know, go watch Good Eats and they explain why gluten is what it is and what it does and how cool it is. What they don't explain is how you can get away without it. Which a lot of times you can't. Right. You can fake it. You can fake it pretty good, but it's not the same. No. Oh, science. It's actually kind of funny because um, somebody at our work was retiring um, on Thursday, and so they had a little potluck. So Kate made her double chip cookies, which are delicious. Um, I brought them in, and I found out that one of my coworkers has a gluten intolerance too. So 
we were commiserating about that for a bit. Like, oh, I have a friend who can not eat the things that you can't eat. So now I've got a couple of places that I could take you on this side of the state if Woo outside of Jimmy John's or Mongolian. Yay. It's not like there's anything <clears throat> Oh, excuse me. Sorry, it seems I had some of the eggs stuck in my throat. <laughs> it's not like there isn't dot dot dot. What? You were saying something when you coughed. Um, it's not like there's nothing there's nothing wrong with Mongolian or Jimmy John's. Oh no no, they are both fantastic restaurants. <laughs> but but. You, it would be nice, you know, to be able to expand. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I've got enough experience at this point. I can find food pretty much anywhere. I mean, there 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 are conceivably places where I can't, where it's like, you know, some flower emporium. Like, well, fuck. <laughs> like the the noodle company. Uh, noodles and Company is rice-based noodles. Really? Yep. You can order rice-based noodles. Well, I'll be... They aren't nearly as good, no. but you can order them. No, but they're not bad. No, they're not. I ordered some rice-based noodles last time we went to Chin Chin's. They're actually pretty tasty. Yep. Um, Chipotle. Burrito bowl. I get it all the time. It's delicious. Damn. Um, I mean, really, Chipotle, the place that'll do, like, custom orders? You're thinking that there's no way to get food there? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to just... trying to play devil's advocate here, and I'm failing. Mm-hmm. McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's. You just get a burger with no bun. You can do fast food. You can do Taco Bell. Taco Bell, the crunchy tacos are corn-based. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm I'm out of ideas. Yeah. As I said, I can find food almost anywhere. Pizza Hut. Almost. And actually, uh, which one? No, Pizza Hut doesn't. Domino's has gluten-free pizza now. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Select stores, gluten-free crust. Granted, it's Domino's pizza, so it's... Yep. Oh, wait, no, Pizza Hut has salads. You're right. They did expand their menu, didn't they? Mm-hmm. So I can get a salad. So what I'm hearing is Papa John's. Probably also has salads. I'm not sure. Granted, I haven't had Papa John's in a while. Don't go and look it up. It's not that important. <laughs> Dear Lord, Andy. <laughs> but any uninquiring mind wants to know. No. Leave it. All right. Leave it be. So let's see. What other news we got going on? Tons, um, evidently. Yes. EA and microtransactions. Go ahead. Yeah. EA has officially announced that going forward... All future EA games will include microtransactions. Okay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Right. So here's the thing. There was a huge kind of outrage at this, right? Yeah. Like the internet exploded. As it normally does. because it's, it's the internet. Yeah. World's largest echo chamber. Um, there are two main types of pay-to-download DRM. Okay. There is the... You can buy this awesome pet that just looks cool and sits next to you and doesn't really do anything. And then there's the pay-to-win. Yes. So we're talking the, the pets from WoW versus the... Extra up- energy from anything Zynga puts out. Or I was going to say the weapons from Dead Space. Or the weapons from Dead Space, right. Where it's going to make it easier to play the game. Yes. I have zero problem with the first one. Zero <laughs> problem with the That's first one. That's why the hats in TF2 are just... Right, and if and EA wasn't clear about which one they're going with. You're right, but you you can use previous 
No, no, you, you can't. Really? You can't say, hey, look at Dead Space, the most recent EA game released? Hey, look how they're using microtransactions? It worked for Dead Space, and you know what? I, so I'm, I'm, when I first heard about this, I actually heard about it through a response written by Cliffy B., and he posted it to Kotaku. He posted an editorial about the general response to this and saying, like, you know, how dare you guys forget that this is a game company. And what is a game company's mission? Make money. Make money. It's not make games. It's make money. And that this is a perfectly reasonable way to do it. If you don't like it, don't do it. That's especially the things people need to learn that they can voice their opinions with their wallet. Yep. Actually, it's not that they can. People need to learn that they do voice their opinions with their yes. wallet. And that you know you can make a public outcry and say, oh, this is terrible, this is terrible. If you go and buy it anyway, too bad. <laughs> EA is not going to listen. It's just like everybody was complaining about SimCity's... De- oh, that's coming out this week, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh, I haven't ordered it. Are we buying it? Is it no. going to be on Steam? No, it's an no. EA game. It's going to be on Origin. Origin. Wonder if I can get it on Amazon. Probably, but you'll probably still have to install it through Origin. I don't want to install Origin again. I installed it for the beta and then quickly uninstalled it once the beta was over. They have the SimCity Limited Edition on Amazon. I don't see just normal SimCity. Oh, crap, it's been a long time since I have bought a full price game mm-hmm. I actually just got uh, Mark of the Ninja this weekend well, well Sin got me Mark of the Ninja yeah so I will be playing that and let you know how I feel about the game just make sure you play it with a controller I need to buy the wireless dongle or play it with a keyboard <laughs> it's, it's, well I'd rather if I need to play with a gamepad I need to buy that freaking wireless dongle to attach to the computer. So I've got all the software already installed. I just need... You just need the dongle. I need the dongle, or I need a wired Xbox controller, mm-hmm. which I don't have. Right. Granted, I normally never am more than about four feet from my Xbox. So a wired controller wouldn't be a bad thing. No. Well, let's clarify. You're never more than four feet from your Xbox when you're playing your Xbox. Yes. Okay. But we've got the... I don't do anything else on the Xbox other than play on the Xbox because our DV, our Blu-ray player now has Amazon Instant Video and Netflix and all the other Hulu. Oh, wow. Wow. So I don't, I wouldn't need the Xbox for that anymore. Hence why I don't have Xbox Gold anymore. Yep. This is a pretty intense month for video games because in addition to uh, SimCity, Heart of the Swarm is coming out. Oh, the Stargate... Not Stargate. Starcraft. Starcraft. God damn it, Blizzard. I want to play the story. I don't want to buy the multiplayer. They should sell just, like, single-player only. Like they're ever going to do that. Well, no, so, I mean, that would actually probably work, because you sell the full thing where it's single-player and multiplayer for 40 bucks. And that gives you access to Battle.net. You can buy the single player for 20 bucks, but it won't let you join a multiplayer game. Remember, so, all multiplayer goes through Battle.net now. So it's like all the other games that Ubisoft sells now. Does Ubisoft split single player and multiplayer? 
well, you can buy the game new and you'll get the code for multiplayer. Mm-hmm. But then if you buy the game used, somebody's already used that code. So you have yeah, to you, buy the online pass. pass. Right. Yeah. So it's but, what you're saying has actually not that um It's not out there. Right. No. And I, I think it would actually work. And it, you know, it, it would be for a different reason. Ubisoft does it because their games can be resold. Blizzard would do it because damn it, I just want to play the story. I don't care if I can get on multiplayer for part of the swarm. Of course, it's an expansion pack anyway. I still actually haven't gotten StarCraft 2. Granted, I don't think my laptop... Can run. Yeah. It's only 20 bucks. I have a large plethora of games here that I still need to finish. Yep. And as we... What what was going on? Oh, okay. So this happened off podcast. But I am volunteering time now at a local 100-watt radio station. Nice. Congratulations. Yes. And so one of the days I was first there was on a Monday, and it seemed Monday night we have a guy from 10 until midnight um, doing video game music. Oh, like this the, is the one that you sent me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I listened to that channel for a little while. Yeah, uh, this last week he did um, Sonic the Hedgehog tunes. <laughs> I'm not sure what he's doing this week. There's also another one uh, later in the week, too, that I found out about who also does video game music. I think he also expands into chip tunes. So that could be interesting. Is some good music. I know. So I was thinking about this. Where's the fact that I know about Sonic the Hedgehog and I mm-hmm. know about Super Mario Brothers 64. But you've never beaten them. I've never played them. What? I've never never played Sonic. I've never played Legends of Zelda. I've never played Metroid. I've never played yeah. Castlevania. I've I tried to play Final Fantasy. You know this for a fact. Yeah, that although, I have seriously tried. Which, which one have you tried? I've tried one, two, and three. The actual one, two, and three. Okay. Wait, when you say the actual one, two, and three. I mean the, the Japanese order of release. Okay. See, those are those. You know, one is is the original, and at its time was actually very, very good. Two is considered one of the worst Final Fantasies. Uh huh. I'm not going to deny that fact. And I mean, it's easily exploitable, but if you don't know what's going on, you're going to have a really hard time. Uh, Three, not Andy. Go. I told you to go play five or six. Why won't you listen to me? Six is one of the most compelling storylines of any Final Fantasy. The main enemy is a clown. <laughs> Come on. Send in the clown. It's an insane godlike clown. So Sweet Tooth. Except before Sweet Tooth and and I mean technically he's more of a jester than a clown. But just go play the damn game. <laughs> But I was just thinking about that. My video game history, okay. I I, so, I know what they are. So I just haven't had the first-hand experience. Like, I'm sitting here now playing the original Fallout right now. Here's my proposal. What? We have a classic game night. We have a recurring classic game night where we can get on, like, a Google Hangout with screen share so we can watch each other's screens. And we will play emulated classic games. Well, I was just thinking that or doing something like the book club, but with classic video games. Oh, God. Where Do you once know a how month... hard it is to go and beat Super Mario Brothers? Well, that's what I would say, is just you have a whole month to try it. 
No, I, I think that just set aside two hours, get online. We can get online. This is more similar to what I wanted to do with the race. Right? I wanted to have everyone race Mega Man, but you and Brendan have never played Mega Man X. and I have never I, played any Mega Man. I know most of the secrets in Mega Man X, and I'd probably finish the entire game before you finish the third boss. Yeah, I have no idea. Well, I technically actually know what some of the orders are for going through the Mega Man villains. Like, who's super effective against who? Well, that's for the original Mega Man, so I'm not sure beyond that. Yeah, it kind of changes every time. It's super effective. (laughs) Heck, I've been playing Pokemon. I'm stuck actually on Mount Moon right now. How are you stuck in Mount Moon? I'm at at an emotional dilemma, okay? Do I want to catch them all? Oh, God. Which I'm realizing now, with Andy? my current setup, is going to be pretty impossible. Andy. Because I don't have a second Game Boy emulator to cross-trade with. Beat the game. Don't beat the meta game. <laughs> but I want Professor Oak to be proud of me. God damn it, Andy. <laughs> Yeah, I should just beat the game, because I got Pikachu in there. I can just blow shit up. In Mount the flying Moon. guys, yeah. The flying guys in Mount Moon, I can just yeah, destroy with Pikachu. Rock guys are going to fuck you over. Well, that's why you get... Oh. Are you playing red or blue? I am playing... I think red. Oh, alternatively, by the way, you can go and just find a ROM that's been hacked to have all the Pokemon in it. I, I could do that as well. Yeah, I'm playing Pokemon Red. Okay. Then, yeah. Pikachu is going to be good for the one dudes. What was your starter? I accidentally picked Charizard. Charmander. Whatever. Okay. I picked the worst guy you could pick to start the game. He's not even the worst guy to pick. He's hard, right? It, it's the difficulty mode. It's easy, medium, and hard. Yeah, and I picked you the picked hard, hard without even thinking about it. Yep. Well, let, me, let me tell you, some of the... That's that first, playing the game properly, Andy. That you were metagaming. That first gym was hard. Yeah, he's, he's really easy if you pick either of the others. I realize that now. We're going online to see. Second gym is water-based. Well, crap. There goes <laughs> Pikachu. <laughs> yep. But let, let me point this out. There goes Pikachu and anything you catch in Mount Moon... And, well, I've got the flying guys. I've been mostly keeping the flying guys and Pikachu up to level. Actually, I've been trying to keep everybody at the same level, which I'm realizing is probably... Don't do that. I know. Don't do that. I need Um, to... Go grab your Rattata. So what I'm hearing is my idea of keeping everything at the same level is not good for RPGs. No. I need no, to no. I need to learn how to max min correctly. Min max. Min max. What is there a difference? Well, no, but one's right and one's wrong. How could it's called min maxing, not max minning. No, that's Google images. Oh, tell me Google is saying, do you mean min max? Min maxing, you're right, is the practice. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> So you, I, I think the first thing you need to learn, Andy, is that it's actually called min-max. I see that now. Stupid Google and being right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what were we talking about before this rabbit hole? I, well, I, I, do we want to do the classic game night thing? 
Well, I was just, I need to learn to figure out which games. I think, I, I think a classic game night thing. I think we could even do the, the rotating, like everyone picks a game and plays the same one. We could do that. But it's hard to get everybody together for one night. You know how hard it is for the book club to get everybody together so for one night. So schedule it ahead of time. Give everyone two to three weeks notice. Schedule it ahead of time. And if people don't show up, they don't show up. Mm. We'll think about it. Well, I okay. will think about it. Okay. What are you doing tonight, Andy? Um, curling. Until when? Um, well, I am curling my match at uh, four, and then I'm helping out one of my friends, well, former teammates, at s- until uh, eight. And then I'm going to come home and work on the podcast. Okay. So, GDC put out a survey mm-hmm. of attendees at GDC. According to the survey of attenders, 46% of all attendees are working in companies of 10 people or less, with 53% Whoa. of respondents self-identifying as indie developers. Tiny. For, that's almost half of the people at GDC. Well, technically, somewhere right around half of the people going to GDC are basically indie developers, which half of the people also responding have been independent for less than two years. Tiny. 58% of attendees plan on releasing their next game on tablet or smartphone. Let's see. Steam boxes and Android-based consoles were the next at 45% and 31%. It seems... We have switched to the indie model. Well, yes, there are still the going to be giant juggernauts. Okay, how many people does EA employ? Oh, thousands, probably. How many of those went to GDC? Probably not many. How many people in a 10-person company do you think will go to GDC? Oh, uh, a majority of them? Right. So, yeah. Okay, you're right. So the GDC itself is probably skewed more towards right. indie developers. This is this is not a weighted average. This is, hey, you, where are you from? Okay, cool. Are you indie? Cool. What systems are you planning on developing? Right, and it's... it's hmm. I'm just curious how many people... In, uh, why am I searching through Google? Yeah, how many... I don't know. How many indie developers does it take to, you know, equal EA (laughs) or Ubisoft or any of the large companies? Yeah, EA could cut 1,500 employees. Not really bad an eye. Right. Let's see. 1,500 employees was 17% of its workforce. And to doing some quick math... Uh, it looks like EA employs uh, almost 9,000 people. Or so. 8,000 and 9,000. So, yeah, the um, it will take a lot of indie developers to equal one EA. Right. So, yeah, cool information out of GDC, but as always... You have to learn to read statistics. So speaking of more statistics. More stats? Yes. Harris did a survey. Yeah. Of. This will be good. U.S. adults. 
and their thoughts on the ESRB and the rating system for video games. Mm-hmm. And also video game violence, because, you know, that's in the news. 58% believe that video games contribute to violent behaviors in teenagers. Additionally, 38% say they know nothing about the ESRB's rating system from the maturity level of games. Yet, 33% of the adults surveyed let their children play whatever they want. (laughs) I have no idea what these numbers mean, but I don't care, and my kids can play anyway. But what they're playing could contribute to violent behavior, or so I believe. Yes. Okay, again, I mean, there's uh, statistics. There's not necessarily as much overlap as you think, but, yeah, there's still idiotic people out there. That's what I'm seeing. It's just like this Harris poll has proven to me that the video game industry is doing what all they they can. Heck, people the FTC- are idiots. What was the FTC last time the FTC put out their secret shopper numbers? I know we talked about it on the podcast where it was only like I don't... somewhere around 10 to 15 percent of the secret shoppers could buy M-rated games. But like 33 percent could buy um, R-rated movie tickets, something like that. I'll don't... We'll have to look through our archives or just scroll down. OK, here we go. <laughs> Because it's right there? Yes, it's right there. Wow, Andy. Uh, 2010, only 13% of FTC circuit shoppers were able to purchase M-rated video games. The worst offender was Walmart, which allowed 20%. R-rated movie tickets allowed one out of every three underage moviegoers to see a potentially violent film. So yeah, what I'm hearing is the problem is parents. And the parents just don't know, which is kind of funny because I know the ESRB, this was actually a topic that we didn't talk about. It was either last week or two weeks ago. I think it was two weeks ago where the ESRB said, like, I'm not sure how much more we We can can do. do. Right. Like, I think the ESRB's Eternals numbers said, like, they're at almost at a 98% saturation rate for people buying video games. Like, they honestly said, we think we've hit our limit. At this point, if they are not paying attention to us, there's not much more we can do about it. Yeah, it's like the seatbelt laws stuff there. It's Michigan's at, what, 98% of the seatbelt laws? Yeah, people are still trying to throw out ads saying, hey, you should wear your seatbelt. Yep. 98% right now in Michigan. Yep, it's not 100. Oh, for goodness sakes, it's 98%. That 2% of the driving population are idiots. Hopefully yes. they will get in a crash soon. and no, then they will... Andy! <laughs> Bad Andy. They get into a crash, they're generally crashing with someone who's wearing a seatbelt anyway. It's like yeah. saying you want... Yeah, no. Don't... No, no, no. Bad Andy. All right. I was just saying that's how you get the numbers up to 100%. Yes. So what else we got going on? Uh, that's a good question. What do we have going on? PS4 4K streaming. Yes. Sony has said that they are going to be um, starting up a 4K video distribution service that will be compatible with the upcoming PlayStation 4. The problem is the films They're are huge. 100 gigabytes plus. Like, why is, is Sony trying this? Well, you have to realize that most of the advances in television have come out of Japan. So, Japan, I think, has already started... Uh, a 4K television channel, if I remember. Or if they're not starting it, I think they're going to start it next year. Yeah, next year. 4K TV in Japan. So this would make sense. 
for the Japanese market. So it's like, well, 4K is coming out. Well, why don't we do 4K video st- streaming? Heck, the internet speeds in Japan are how much faster than ours? Um, much. So it would make sense, you know, to someplace other than the frickin' backwaters of the United States. Which could lead us into our next topic of the fact that Time Warner, during a conference call, let's see, it was, yeah, the chief financial officer during a Morgan Stanley Technology conference call, kind of dismissed Google's fiber network officially by saying, we just don't see the need of delivering that type of speed to consumers. What? We're in the business of delivering what consumers want, and to stay a little ahead of what they think we want, we just don't see the need of super-fast internet. What? (laughs) Executive claims that residential customers have thus far shown little interest in top internet tiers. It's because they're so freaking expensive! Yeah. (laughs) What? Oh, God. So, who do I need to start writing letters to, Andy? I don't know. It's because... You know, they're not going to want to change their current making buttloads of money. Business try- model. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's it's going to take a company like Google to come in and say, here's how it's going to be. Here's how we're going to run it. Have to have somebody come in there who has pockets deep enough to fight the telcos. And Google is like the only company around that has deep enough pockets that wants to see it change. Because Google needs this to change. Yep. Everything Google wants to do has to deal with these stupid pipes that are run by stupid people. Yep. Did you get a call from Hans this week about this at all or no? Or is that just me? I think it was just you. I don't remember getting a call from Hans. And we chatted for a bit on uh, using municipal wireless stuff and Google Fiber and Time Warner. Interesting conversation. Sounds like it. As most Hans conversations are. Yes. Also, did you get a postcard from him? I did. It said that there's a puzzle. Yes. I figured out my part. I just need to find out what your part was. Wait, it, it's a two-part puzzle? I thought it was an identical puzzle. I don't know. His text to me says that either you or Kat has the answer to my section, if I remember correctly. Let me see. Okay. I need to take another look at that card, then. I'm not good at puzzles. I'm very good. One of the things you identified is key to the puzzle. Cat or David have the clue to tell you which part is important. But be careful, they have the same puzzle as you, and they may not have yet figured out as much as you have. I haven't figured out any of the puzzle. In fact, I'll be honest, I kind of put it down and more or less forgot about it. Uh, But it's a puzzle. It's in front of me. I need to figure it out. Should I just forward my part to you? That would be weird. I could just take a picture of it and send it to you? Probably could. Uh, let's see. what. Oh, speaking also about Hans, he suggested a topic. Somebody actually sat down and interviewed Valve's economist. Really? Yeah. I have not had a chance to listen to said podcast, but somebody talks to him for an hour. Cool. So, Andy, what I need you to do. You know how many podcasts I'm currently listening to? <laughs> No, I, I don't need you to listen to their podcast, Andy. Oh, you need him to get him on ours. I need you to get him on ours. Gotcha. I will keep that in mind. Let's see what else we got going on here. Oh, Six Strikes has started. Woo! No, no, don't woo. Oh, no this woo? Is, no woo. This is the bad one? This is the Six Strike anti-piracy policy that's officially now live in the U.S. Well, but, I mean, anti-piracy is good, right? I guess so. 
But the I, fact I mean, that if you're on Comcast, if they, um, if they catch you pirating, yeah, um, they'll start out with friendly alerts informing customers that their account has been used to share copyrighted material, accompanied by an email listing details on the alleged infringement. After four warnings, repeated offenders will then enter the mitigation phase, which their service will be interrupted. Comcast has chosen a browser hijack, making it impossible for customers to browse the internet. Unless they um, call or visit some website. Comcast will hijack your internet until you contact them about the copyright infringements. There are other ISPs that will shut down your internet for 24 hours until you contact them. I mean, I don't know what to say. On on the one hand, piracy itself, piracy is, is wrong. Yes. And this doesn't seem like it's being too interesting. I mean, it kind of sucks because if I'm using your network to pirate, you will suffer the consequences. Mm-hmm. Even though you might not know anything about it. At the same time, they they got to do something about it. True, but it, it, they should do something about it without being heavy-handed controlled by things like the RIAA and the MPAA. Yes, yes, that I fully agree with. Which is funny because the Six Strikes program is only involving um, five major internet providers in the United States. Most of the small, like 100-plus smaller internet providers weren't even asked about joining this. Not surprised. No. So yeah, Comcast, Verizon, AT&T, Time Warner, and Cablevision have all signed on. Cox actually has not. Neither has Charter. So it just seems like this was an agreement between the RIAA, the MPAA, and some of the big players, and that's it. Yep. <laughs> One of the smaller internet providers says that it's not the task of ISPs to police the internet, and the entertainment industry should work on improving their business models. I think that's right. <laughs> I just want my internet to be a pipe. That's it. Well, I, I want it to be a pipe where things flow. <laughs> I, I don't want other people to control my pipe. Get your hands off oh, my pipe. The, the... I mean, at the same time, the government controls what goes through your water pipe. True. The electric company controls what flows through your electric pipe. Most of that's been deregulated, though, so it's yeah. not the... But, well, I mean, the counter-argument is, yes, they control how much flows, but they don't control what kind, right? They don't control whether you're using the electricity to run your stove or whether you're using the electricity to run your computer. True. But... I mean, at that point, you're you're talking about just information caps. Side note: most of it. no, never mind. I don't no. know. I don't know. There, this the market needs to shift. Something needs to give. Yes. I'm not sure what the best solution is. I, I don't have the best solution on this one. It's it's an odd thing between online companies wanting to do more things online, i.e., Google Fiber. You have the telcos who are trying to clamp everything down and make as much money as possible. Then you have the have the old school entertainment industry trying to make as much money as they still can. And it seems like it's, we're all in a weird dance. Yep. There needs to be some sort of symbiotic relationship, and right now there isn't. What else do we got going on here? Oh, Yahoo has said that remote employees, people working from home, mm-hmm. either need to come back to company facilities or quit. What? Mm-hmm. What? According to the CEO, Yahoo employees who work remotely 
need to relocate to company facilities. The move will apparently impact several hundred employees who must either comply without exception or presumably quit. Wow. But, 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 wow. Yeah, I, I don't... Aren't, aren't telecommuting workers cheaper? Yes. Like, that you don't have to provide as many services for them? Things like that? Yes. So, what? <laughs> Her reasoning is... Speed and quality are often sacrificed when we work from home. We need to be one Yahoo, and that starts with physically being together. Okay. No. But okay. How many times have we talked to indie game developers who have one programmer? Yeah, like a programmer, an artist, a graphic designer, and a a sound engineer all on different continents. Yeah. Yeah. this This is ridiculous. I don't know what to say. I, I relate. I'm at a loss for words. It seems so ridiculous that an internet company seems to be very anti-internet. Yeah. Which uh, is kind of funny when you look at like stories on Yahoo that have post about like the plus well, sides of tell. They're they're struggling. Yeah. In other news, by the way, Groupon's CEO got fired. <laughs> And then went and ranted to literally everybody about getting fired. Like, I just got fired. Well, welcome to today's economy. I mean, wow. (laughs) He was going to send out an internal memo, and then he decided, I'm posting it publicly since it will leak anyway. Yep. In my words, that means I'm pissed and I'm going to tell everybody about it. I don't know. I don't think so. And, And did you actually read the memo, Andy? No. Okay. You might want to withhold comment until you actually read it. Well, what does he say then in the memo? How amazing Groupon is doing, how wonderful it's been to work there, um, that you know, it kind of sucks that he's getting fired, but that he's really proud of it. And where was it? There was one... Oh, was it actually in the memo? Yeah. If Groupon was Battletoads, I would be like, it would be like I made it all the way to the Terra Tubes without dying on my first playthrough ever. <laughs> That he's he's very proud of the company and of how they've done, and that he's you know he's okay with it at this point. Battletoads is another game I haven't actually played ever. Oh God! Oh God! Oh Andy, no, no, don't, don't do it. I should just start making a list of games that I have not played. Battletoads is one of the hardest NES games that I remember. I tried playing Ghost and Goblins. It is... No, no. Because remember, Ghost and Goblins you can't count because it was made for the arcade. Okay. So it was that same, like, feed me more quarters. Battletoads was not made... I don't think it was made for the arcade. I guess it was still that same mindset, though. That was the game design philosophy of the time. But, oh god, it's such an unforgiving game. We should play Battletoads. (laughs) Now, my favorite response to all this, among everything that I saw on the internet was Woot's post. Oh. I sent it to you. Did you read it? No, you didn't send me any Woot post. I sent you, I, I, you were in bed. I said Woot made a post about Groupon's CEO. Hold on, I'm going to the Woot blog. Or you could just send me the link. So it suddenly lost your CEO job? Woot's hiring. <laughs> That's funny. Basically used it as an opportunity to promote the fact that they're hiring. By pointing out that the Groupon ex CEO should be 
applying for it. And the, the last one was like, one word of advice, though. During the interview, you might not want to make the claim that you helped invent daily deals. We won't fall for that one. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. What else do we want to hit on before we have to go to the random topics? Oh, Lando Society, real quick. <laughs> yes. Um, Click McTony, who's been on this podcast. Was he the one who started this up, or was this just like the random? I mean, it, it was the PAX prank. Yeah. So it was Click McTony. It was uh, Burnt Toast. I know Mo was doing a bunch with it. Mo was in it. Uh, they, they made a group called the Lando Society. Which is basically to further the teachings of... Lando Calrissian. Yeah. Uh, they have a web page. It is uh, thelandosociety.org. Which was quite silly during PAX to see them going around with the um, blue capes. <laughs> but it seems that Billy D. Williams was in Seattle at the Emerald City Comic Con. And they got in the QA line, didn't they? For the panel, yes. Oh, God. And then they inducted Billy D. Williams into the Lando Society. Wow. Billy D. Williams' manager was even there to get a camera to actually film this happening. Wow. So yeah, Billy D. Williams is now part of the Lando Society. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. Good job. Well done. Where's the video? Oh, it's online somewhere. Okay. <laughs> Never forget. Oh, that is... Sometimes those PAX pranks... They just go... kind of spiral. Yeah. Bad horsing Felicia Day. Introducing <laughs> Billy D. Williams into <laughs> the Lando Society. Yep. I wonder uh, what this year's pranks are going to be. I don't know. I think God, PAX East is coming up, isn't it? Yep. In like a month. Also, uh, PAX Melbourne. Oh, yeah. When do tickets for Prime go on sale? I don't know. Check the PAX site. Are you going to any PAXs this year? You know what my rule is. You have to have gainful employment. Yes. Okay. I am not breaking that rule ever again. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I swear. I broke it one time just because that worked out perfectly. But after that, no more. Nope. Yep, yep. Hey, Andy, how about the PAX 10? Yeah, I should do something about that, shouldn't I? Yeah, I'll get you my D&D character when you start working on the PAX 10. Son of a bitch! You're holding him ransom now? Yep. <laughs> this just in, listeners. We have word <laughs> that Dave's D&D character has been found, but is currently being held hostage. Demanding the contact information and schedules of the PAX 10, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> Before he agrees to come out, <laughs> I can just see my character like holed up in a uh, a shed with meals ready to eat. I I need proof of life. <laughs> can you give me proof of life? Holds up a little lighter. <laughs> Shoots. Okay. Okay. I think that that'll help drive it a little more. Probably. Okay. Oh, it's called Pax Oss, is what it's called. Pax Oss. From Melbourne. Melbourne. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, Pax Prime is, registration is not live yet. They say keep an eye on the official Pax Twitter for when we do officially announce. Okay. 
So there you go. Yep. Badge availability soon. God damn. Okay. Cool. Um, should we move on to... Random review. Yes. Uh, it's my turn. Yes. I'm reviewing hardware. It's a piece of hardware that I bought from Woot, of all places. Woot tends to get a lot of stuff from Razer, keyboards, mice, etc., etc. So I bought, during a Woot-off, the Razer Nostromo gamepad. Which is kind of funny, because I do believe I have an earlier version of this that I got as part of a prize at PAX. Nice. I'm not sure if it's the so, Razer or if I might have the Logitech version. I, I bought it because I had been realizing that most of the games I've been playing are WASD-based games, right? It's the left hand is doing the controls while the right hand is on the mouse. And so I'm like, oh, cool. You know, I, I can just put this on my desk instead of on that little drawer for the, the keyboard. And then I can actually see my hands and what I'm doing, and I don't need to keep, like, going up and down and pulling the drawer out to look at the keyboard, because I usually keep the drawer under the desk. It I, I did it with the best of intentions. I did. I have a very difficult time actually using it. Really? Yeah. It, it's kind of... I mean, the, the interface that Razer produced to program it, as it were, is fine, and it, it works, but it's not as easy as I'd like. And, you know, it, you get WASD, sure, that's fine, except that any of those games also have keys all over the rest of the keyboard. And so you have to start remapping those, and then you have to train yourself to learn where those are for each game, because each game is different. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, so, okay, I've got a game where it's, QWER, right? That's League of Legends. But then there's other games where it's 1, 2, 3, 4, because that's Diablo. Or it's uh, QWERASDF if I'm playing Magicka. Oh, Magicka. And so it's, it's just, I don't think it was worth it. To me, this would be like if you are a gamer of one specific game. This would be fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Like, if you ever drove into the deep depths, dark, dank... Dove to into the deep depths, perhaps? Well, yes, but I was trying to think of other de-alliteration words to use. Okay. Dank. Dank. Dirty. Dirty. Depths of wow. Would you think about using this, or is there too many? Um... Since I have not played in a while, I'm not sure how much of the um, bar at the bottom of the screen one would need anymore. Yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> I, I can think... I usually of- got away with, like, yeah, I, you could use this for a while. Because I can tell you, when originally raiding as a hunter, I didn't need the whole keyboard. <laughs> Aim shot? One, two, three. One, two, three. There was even people who wrote programs that put match, matted, uh, did that all to one button. Yep. So it was just one button on the screen that you just had to completely, repeatedly click. Again, and again, and again, and again. Because as soon as one of them started up and was ready, it would pop that. It, it was almost like an if-then statement. Is this one ready? Okay. If not, then go to this button. If yeah, that I one's not ready... A case statement. Well, I don't know that much programming. I know. You should learn. I, I, I have got it. I learned enough to write a program that I couldn't find anywhere else. Yep. I've used Tasker a few times. Woo! Should I just give in and buy Tasker? I've got, I'm using it for a couple of things that I actually haven't been able to find otherwise. Like the fact that once I connect to my Wi-Fi, it will do certain things. 
if I connect to the AC unit, it will turn on my ringer, except during certain times of the evening. You can do a lot of that with Llama. Llama's free. Well, I already got Tasker. Okay. So I might as well do that. Llama actually lets you um, do it to specific cell towers. Well, that's a little overkill. So that, like, as as you can define regions of cell towers... I think you can define regions in Tasker 2. I think you have to go through the GPS, though. Yeah, this is not through the GPS. This is... This cell tower I am defining as this region. Mm. And this other cell tower I'm defining as the same region. And this other cell tower I'm defining as the same region. And whenever you're connected to one of those cell towers, do this. I've also got something set up that will help with my battery life on my phone. Because um, around here, T-Mobile's coverage is spotty. Yes, Especially when I'm out working. And so when my phone realizes there's no signal, it will automatically go into airplane mode for a set amount of time. Ooh, before popping back out and checking. Yes. That's cool. That's really cool. And then I also have it set up there so, like, once I wake the phone from its sleep state, it will automatically go and check for signal. Because that that tells Tasker, hey, I want to use my phone right now. Do I have service? Well done. Well, I learned that from Tasker's wiki. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's what I love about that is people outside there will actually take these things hardware and dissect it yep yeah, I do have to say I, I'm not sure if I have a Razer or if I have a Logitech but I definitely have a gaming keypad like this and you don't use it I have never used it yeah it is still sitting in the box in my closet because I don't know what games I would use this for I'm tempted to to try it with emulation. Maybe I'll use it for our classic game night. Now, does this sit on the desk, or does it attach to an armchair, or what? I put it on my desk. Because that would be nice if you could attach it to your chair somehow. I mean, go buy a piece of wood and put it on the chair, Andy. (laughs) It's funny you should say that. No. (laughs) No, not going there. Not doing that. Random topic. I actually did that in college. I know you did. That's why I said not going there. Random topic. <laughs> Random topic. Oh, so you, you wouldn't really recommend this for people? Not not really. I, I think your, your statement of, like, if you get really involved in a game or two games, go for it. Like or if you spend if, your free time playing if LOL. If they started releasing packages of, like, here's the configuration for such and such a game. I have not found those packages yet. Uh, that would be great if, if they could do that. Okay. So now, random topic. Uh, rolled ahead of time. We are currently at 13 topics by the way. Well, technically now 12. So three months worth of topics? Yes. I think we'll be fine. Okay. Just to just give you a warning, I'm... When we start getting near that 10 range, and I start to be on my toes. Random topic. Who is the biggest celebrity you know of that has listened to your podcast? I, I Celebrities listen to our podcast? Um, what are we defining as, a, I mean, you know, Mustin's been on the podcast. He's not a celebrity. He's well known in certain circles. Well, I do have to say there was the, um, was Tyler the one who stopped me at PAX? Oh, yeah, Random Max says, we listen to you guys all the time. That? Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, it was, it, it's kind of interesting. I don't really know of any big celebrities, but it's just always entertaining when people randomly stop you and actually, like, recognize you. So From your voice, at, because well, that's the only thing that they hear. 
Well, not only that, because we had talked on the podcast about how I was dressed up as Waldo at PAX. And so somebody stopped me. They're like, oh. Oh, sure enough. It's you for the podcast. And I'm like, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> yes. Well, it was like um, also the, the first year of the PAX 10, how we had talked about, I think it was like Chromium or Chrono, Chronium. The, the PAX 10 game where you had multiple copies of yourself, like a time loop game. Okay. Yes. Chrononaut? Yes. There we go. Oh, man. That was a good game. I know. And I remember him talking about, like, after he got in the PAX 10, he kind of Googled himself, and he ran into our podcast where we talked about his game. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Made it another? easy to get him on for the PAX 10. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how many people listen to us anymore. Oh, I used to have that bookmarked. After five years. Uh, I used to have that typed out. Where's just a link? Where I could actually just see how many people were actually subscribed to our feed burner account. Well, according to Google Analytics, we are getting about 5 to 14 visits per day. So what does that actually mean? Absolutely nothing. Holy crap. Feedburner says 63 subscribers. There we go. You see, I don't have access to that, so I had to run a runaround script to find out. Okay, yeah. 63 subscribers according to Feedburner. There you go. How the hell do you have 63 subscribers? Well, I'm one, so I'm 62. Kate's one. Well, technically she counts because she actually interacts. Yep. So we have about 60 now. We were. I remember when we were down at like 42. Okay. Cool. So we have an increase. That. Hey, look, 60. Someone's actually subscribing through Winamp. I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that either. Wow, okay. How many are through iTunes? Just curious. Uh, I assume that's the unknown, which is 40. Probably. 16 people through Google Reader. Not bad. Okay. Cool. Andy, we're getting an audience. <laughs> well, there you go. You should see if you can play a couple episodes on your uh, radio station you're volunteering at. Uh, I'll talk to the program director. Okay. Well... <laughs> so we never really answered the random topic. Uh, we don't know. No, like I if said. If you're a celebrity, let us know. <laughs> like I said, we've had people on the show who have heard about it. I'd... Yeah. If, if you're a celebrity, let us know and come on the show sometime. We'd be happy to have you. We're always looking for guests who have on the show. Yes. <laughs> Friggin' Terry Kavanaugh feeling like he's too busy for us. Oh, well. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. That's all we got, guys. Have a good week. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.